There's a tradition in Klal Yisrael that for Shaduchim, especially when it gets hard, you go to the cover of Yonison ben Azil in Amukim. I've asked people if they know of any source, and I've been told that there's been no source for this minig. But in the end of the day, minig Yisrael Torah. Perhaps we could show a makar, a source from this week's parasha, why we go to the kever of Yonison ben Azil for Shaduchim. Pari turns to Klal Yisrael in this week's parasha when he saw that Klal was traveling and then they had returned, they started going backwards. And Va'omer Pari of Yisrael, Pari turns to Bnei Yisrael and says, it looks like Klal Yisrael was lost. Nevuchim heim ba'aretz. What does it mean Pari turned to Bnei Yisrael? Bnei Yisrael had already gone out. So Rashi says it means about Klal Yisrael. But the Targum Yonison ben Azil says some different, a different explanation. He says, Yomer Pari Pari turned to Dosan Avirim Bene Yisrael, the Ishtairum Bimitzrayim. They had remained in Mitzrayim. Now that's fascinating. Dosan Vavir, and there were such a rotten Rishoyim, rabble rousers and troublemakers, that not only did they always cause problem, problems, but when the whole Klai Yisrael left Mitzrayim, they remained behind. So this begs a question. Four-fifths of Klal Yisrael died by the Makkah of Choshech B'Shloishis Emei Somehow Dosan V'Avirin survived. Why? But not only that, they survived and they remained in Mitzrayim and they were able to somehow go out later with Parin. But it goes even more than that. But Klal Yisrael had traveled and the water had split. Where is Dosan V'Avirin? They're together with Parin. So when this water splits for Klal Yisrael, Das and Avirim aren't there. So when does, when does Das and Avirim get over? It must be that privately the water had split for them. So the question's even greater. Das and Avirim merit to stay in Mitzrayim, to be able to go out with Pare, and to even have a private Kriyas Yamsuf. And that's such a great question. Why? With what merit? They're so terrible. Before we say the answer, let's just say the fact and see what a beautiful what a beautiful lesson we have over here based on this we realize that the 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 Kriyas Yamsu did not only happen one time for Klai Yisrael but it happened again and it happened for private individuals and not even good people we're talking about a Dosen Vavirim over here therefore when a person needs a Shidduch and especially when the Shidduch is not happening so easily he remembers with the words of Chazal and Saita Dav Beis, It's hard for the Rebbeinishim to be Mizavik to find the right peer. Like the Rebbeinishim had to split the sea. But wait a second. We know the Rebbeinishim only did one time Kriyas Yamsuf. And when he did that one time, he did it for the whole Klal Yisrael, for the Tzibur. And over here, it's only me that needs this Kriyas Yamsuf. I need a Shidduch. So I need to make a, I'm asking the Rebbeinishim for a private Kriyas Yamsuf, just for me. So you know what? I go to the Kev of Yonison ben Azil, because he created an additional Kriyas Yamsuf, not only the big one that happened for everybody, the public one for the Tzibur, a private one for Dosen Va'avir. It continued the water to get split for them. So we say, 
Me too, maybe. Maybe kosher zivugin shalodik kriyas yamsuf. But maybe you could poil. Maybe you could accomplish and daven and be zeichet to another kriyas yamsuf. But it's even more than that because the Gemara explains that what does it mean? Why is it so hard for the Rebbeinu to make a kriyas yamsuf? Wasn't it forty days before creation of every person the Baskel calls out bas pleni lepleni? And the Gemara answers that's the first time around. But the second marriage already. That you need to come on to Kosha Zivug and Shalot and In Kriya Siamsuf also, it was already predestined from Sheshis Yemei Breshis for the water to, to be split. The water has to split. But, let's think about it. The water had to split one time for the whole Klaesot to go through. But here, Dosen Vavirim come after it already split. And the, based on the Targum Yonis of Nazir, the water splits again? That's already not in Sheshis and Mebrashis. That's like a Zivuk Shani. So when you want Kriya Siamsov, you need to find the Kriya Siamsov. Similar to Zivuk Shani, you go to the cave of Yonis of Nazir. But let's focus on the question why did the water split just for Dosen Vaviram? Why did they merit to go out? Or weren't they so tired before Fifth Saklaisel didn't make it through and they should make it through? The Maral Diskin, Soto the Hilgeber Maim Chaim, they talk about this and they base the idea on that you find in Chazal and Parsha Shmois that who are those Shaitrim that did not hit Klal Yisrael and they endured and beard and shouldered the pain, but at least they shouldn't hit Klal Yisrael. Those people were Dosen Vavirim, as terrible as they were, but that merit. They were noisy, they carried the pain, the burden, and they wouldn't want to hit Claudius Yisrael for it. In that merit, they went out. It's a beautiful, it's a beautiful idea and a beautiful lesson to us on the importance of the greatness, the severity of chas inflicting pain on somebody and being noisy, but what I still can't stomach so well is the four-fifths of Claudius, I'm sure they weren't so terrible in every year. I'm sure they did other great things. Where are we told, where is the key that this benefit of doing this thing, of being shouldering and bearing the pain, that's what merits you, Yitzhiya. Even if you're terrible in other areas as Dosan Vavi and more, and you get your private Yitzhiya's Mitzrayim, your private Kriyas Yamsov, all just for that merit. So let's see where the what, let's see and focus for a minute. Where did the people that didn't go out of Mitzrayim? Where did they die? So they died by Makas Chayshich. Now, child looking at it is the way the simple explanation of Rashi is that we didn't want the Mitzrayim to know about it. So the Rebbe found the time that the Mitzrayim wouldn't be able to see, and during that period of time. It was dark, nobody knew anything that was happening, Klaiso buried the four-fifths of Klaiso. I mean, we have to think about it, the Mitzrayim woke up the next day, and what, where were those four-fifths of Klaiso? But that's what Chazal say. Obviously, there's something more to it. If it happened by the Maka of Choshech, that means that the four-fifths of Klaiso have something to do with that Maka. What does Choshech have to do with them dying at that point? There's another couple of questions about this, but I'm not going to go into it. Let's just, let's just hear the words of the Chedush Shirim and understand the depth of what it means, real in its not in its physical state, in its 
in a different in a different idea of what it means darkness. The Torah tells us that the Chayshich was in two stages. It was Leirolish Yisachiv, you couldn't see each other. And nobody was able to get up. So Rashi explains there were two stages to the darkness. At the first point they were able to move, but they just couldn't see. And the next three days they couldn't even move. The Chedush explains these words beautifully. means nobody looked out for each other. If you don't look out for me, you don't care about me, you don't hold of me. The words ro also have another explanation, like in Gemara, royani is divrei admin, where it doesn't mean I see the words of admin, it means I hold of him. And when you hold of somebody, you're seeing him. When you look out for somebody, you endure him, you cherish him, you meyaker him, you consider him important in your eyes. You know what that does? That energizes the person and that gets him out of bed. It gets him to move. The definition of the word choshech really is you can't move. You feel restrained. Like Avram Avinu by the And when you don't feel you're in darkness, you feel people are looking out for you. You feel that you have a comfort, you have a security, the people are there for you. It enables you to become Uishmitachtov and get you going. The Mitzrim, the Kedusharim is telling us were, they were Chayshech. They were like they were like Kamuishmitachtov, and then the Rebbeinu gave it in its physical state of darkness. When the Torah describes Klal Yisrael, how they weren't in Chayshech, the Torah describes it in a much stronger way than we described any other, other makas that Klaisel didn't have. We know Klaisel didn't have the dam, didn't have any other, no other nine makas. And the Torah usually says, they wasn't dead there, or, and so forth. But when the Torah talks about the darkness, the Torah contrasts it and says, by the Mitzrayim it was leiroish esachav leikomosh mitachtov. It was light. The Torah doesn't describe that by Klal Yisrael it wasn't dark. By Klal Yisrael it was light. What does it mean by Klal Yisrael was light? In light, pun intended, of those words of the Chedush By Klal Yisrael they lived the opposite way of the Mitzrayim, of Leiroish HaSochev. They looked out for each other. They were Kamuish Mitachtov. And that's what, get, that's what get them going. When the Rebbeinah Shalom needs to take out Klal Yisrael for Yitzhiyah's Mitzrayim, it has to be the nation that's going to be Roish HaSochev. That they're Arbim HaShvaisim. They're not living in darkness. They're the ones that are possible to go out. The Rishayim that died, they died because they weren't part of the Lachobin There we found the key. Now we know who merits Geula. Now we know who died and what they died for and where they died. The ones that were living in darkness, that were living in a state of living similar similar to the Mitzrayim, they got affected also by Makas Choshech and they perished over there. The ones that were cut off from that, the Klal Yisrael that saw that even in the greatest moments of darkness, they still didn't forget to look out for each other. They still endured the pain and cared and everything and saw light they were are, so they merited the Geula. And therefore, Dosen Vavim, as rotten as they were in other areas, 
but they never gave up. They never lived in that darkness. They looked out for each other. They were light. And even if they stayed in Mitzrayim, but they still deserved to go out and they even deserved a private Kriyas Yamsuf. This parsha is called Shabbos Shira. It's an exciting parsha. The Chedush Sherim is brought down that Shabbos Shira, he was so excited one Lel Shabbos that he literally was jumping by Lechadoidi Biraglayim, the he was Kaifitz in a form of a way that they hadn't seen him in any other of the weeks. And in the Sefer Amasayim Tsoifin, he brings down that Rabbi Kavurka asked the Chedush Sherim that Friday night. I don't understand what's so different Shabbos Shira that you're so excited about the Shabbos more than other Shabboses. I understand that you read in, we're going to read in the Torah the Shira, but there's a lot of parshas in the Torah that we're going to read great things. Just next week we're going to read about Kabbalah Satayr. Are you going to feel like it's Shavuos? In the previous week it was Shabbos Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim. Did you feel like it was the night of the Seder? Obviously it's not the time of the year, it's just the Kriya. So why by this Shabbos, is it called Shabbos here? Next week should be Shabbos Kabbalah Satayr. The previous Shabbos should be Shabbos Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim. And the Chedush replied, he said, when you look in the Torah, if you have an art school chumash, you'll see it also, you'll see that the words of the Shira aren't written like the regular words in the Torah. It's written, bricks with small bricks, one on top of each other. And since you find the change, you find that it's written different, there's a change in the Torah itself, therefore it creates that it's a different Shabbos and it's a Shabbos here. It's not so clear what those words meant. Perhaps we can explain it in one or two ways. The Beis HaLevi in Drosh Yudches explains the great difference between the Luchas HaRishonis and the Luchas HaShniyas. And amongst what he speaks out, he says the following idea. In the Luchas HaShniyas, the way the Torah was given were, the words represent the soul, the Nisham of the Yid. And the cloth that it's written on represent the body, the goof of a yid. And the words were put into a cloth, infused, the neshama, put into the goof. The words of the Torah representing the neshama of Klaiso into the goof of Klaiso written on the parchment. For us to have a connection and a feeling when we read a parsha of Kabbalah Satire, in the end of the day, we're far removed from it. Where is it, Kabbalah Satire? It's not Shavuos. The words of the Torah and the soul and the neshama of the Torah, there's an aura of Kabbalah Satire, but it's very, very far removed from us that we can feel it. But by Shabbos Shira, when you open up the Torah and you want to see if it's Shabbos Shira, it's not only because the words talk about the Shira, it's actually written differently on the cloth. That means I can find the concept, the shira, on the cloth itself, on the parchment itself, I could see that it's shira. If I could see it on the parchment, then it means the shira reflects not only to the neshama, but even to the body can feel it. And the chedusharim, therefore, he was able to see the change not only in his neshama, but it reflected his body till his feet sprung with, with a kvitzel, may roiv avasi of feeling the Shabbos Shira. And one last concluding idea, which is not much different than this, it's just another angle to the same idea. The Chedush says that Chazal say 
had Aaron known what the Torah is going to say about him, that he would have done it so much greater. He would have done it so forth, Chazal say other type of droshes like this. And the Chidush HaRimik asks, is it possible to say that Aaron, because the Torah is going to say it, would have done it greater? Aaron HaKoyim wasn't ready to do it, now he's going to do it because the Torah is going to write, is going to write the, great, the great thing that he did. How do we understand such a thing? And he explains, of course Aaron was doing it with the greatest sincerity, doing, wanting to greet Moshe Rabbeinu with all that happiness. But a person doesn't know with what level what level chashivas, what level acceptance, what level is this action affecting? Is it happening? We know everything we do creates tremendous things. That the Torah is going to talk about it? Do you know what it means when it's documented in the Torah? Do you know what a level, higher level truth that is? And Amitas, a greatness to my story? I would have done it differently. I would have, I would have thought much more into it. That is what the Chedush means over here. When I want to talk about Shabbos of course it's amazing. When I want to talk about next week's parasha, it's amazing, Kabbalah Satayra. But if the Torah identifies it as being Shabbos how do I know the Torah tells, tells me it's Shabbos Because the Torah tells me, write it differently. Write those words of Shira, Riach HaGabi means the Torah is telling me, in the Torah itself I'm going to show you that it's Shabbos And if the Torah identifies with that change, then I know it's a greater change. And that's why when we go to Azar Shabbos, a lichtige Shabbos, I hope to see everybody by Lechadaydi jumping Miraif Kvitsa Guten Shabbos.